Hello and welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. My name is Monique, the creator and host of this podcast. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment coach and breathwork facilitator. I support my clients and community with healing and integrating trauma and reconnecting to their authentic self to access deeper states of self-love, inner peace, happiness, and deep fulfillment. I created this podcast to share with you powerful practices insights and teachings to support you on your journey to living authentically and unapologetically you. Let's dive into today's episode. So I notice a lot of people when they begin the healing journey or even when they've been on it for a while, there tends to be this need to get rid of something, to get away from the pain and to get rid of something we believe isn't serving us. And this is definitely part of the healing journey, but it's not the whole picture. A big moment for me, this massive shift, when I had this awareness around how much I was resisting joy and pleasure. So this happened about two years into my breathwork journey, when I had been guided on this journey by someone else that was doing the same breathwork modality as me and so we were doing an exchange and so she was guiding me on this journey and what I realized was that as I was breathing I started to smile and I had this big smile kind of coming across my face and I was trying to hide it I felt really embarrassed um, a lot of shame coming up around it and so she had asked me oh what's coming up for you and I was like well I feel like I need to laugh, but I feel really silly. I feel really uncomfortable. I don't really want to. And so she invited me to laugh with her. And so as I allowed myself to laugh, this beautiful release took place and this expansion in my body where I actually felt myself give myself the permission to experience this joy, to experience this pleasure. And it was really, really beautiful. After that, I found that I was more open to exploring my body by moving, by physical touch, making sound. And I almost felt like this little child and like this innocence and just this curiosity and exploration. It was a really beautiful journey. Most of my journey, actually all of my journeys with breathwork had been really deep and heavy and painful and uncomfortable. I had a lot of resistance, a lot of emotion. This was the first breathwork journey where I actually experienced joy. And it was a really, really powerful experience for me because it, it really opened up my mind to realize that our healing journey doesn't always have to be so heavy and so so much of going into the negative emotions or what we perceive as negative emotions it can actually be joyful we can laugh and heal we can cry happy tears we can explore and be curious and actually enjoy it and that was a really new concept for me it always kind of felt like it had to be cathartic and lots of crying or expression in more of a negative kind of sense and it just felt like it always had to be really heavy and I had to always be going into darkness kind of thing. 
But what I realized in this moment was actually the healing journey can be filled with light, can be filled with joy, can be filled with laughter. But many of us are resisting that and maybe not even aware that the healing journey can be a lot of fun. And so I really love to weave this into my work when I'm working with clients, whether that's one-on-one, in a group setting, in my online programs. I love to weave in this joy, this laughter, this playfulness, and really shift the vibration in those containers. So it's not like we're kind of just coming in, having a big cry and leaving emotionally hungover. We're actually feeling energized and light and happy and joyful and open and expansive because I really feel like that is when we're having these big shifts of coming out of the dwelling in the darkness, dwelling in the sadness, dwelling in our anger or our stories. We're shifting our vibration and we are rewiring the neural pathways in our brain. We are aligning ourselves to more pleasure, more goodness, more laughter, more happiness. And then we get to like to really spread that joy to those around us and we get to lift each other up. And this isn't to say that we don't ever feel something we perceive as negative. We don't ever feel sadness or anger or experience challenge. No, what we do is we allow ourselves to be with what's coming up in the moment without attaching and dwelling and thinking the healing journey has to be going into the grief, the anger, the sadness, the pain. That's just part of the journey. And I welcome all of that too. But we can also go into that, lean into it, feel our pain, but then come back into balance, into joy, into elevation and expansion. And I share this with you because every time I share my story around resisting joy and pleasure, there's like these light bulb moments happening for people. And they actually realize, oh, wow, I'm doing that too. Because it's not even in our awareness until someone brings it up. And so I felt really cool to share this with you here on the podcast. And also to just share a few reasons why we might be doing this. It's like kind of trying to get our head around, oh my God, like why would I be resisting something that feels good? And there are a number of reasons we do this. There is often an associated feeling of shame or guilt with feeling joy or pleasure. So there can be this conditioning, this programming that happens from a very young age, which if you've been listening to my stuff for a while, you know I talk a lot about the inner child and the traumas, little t and big t traumas, which we'll go deeper into in another episode. Um, But a lot of this stuff stems from childhood and especially that developmental stage of zero to seven years. But there can also be significant events and experiences that create blocks and shut down later in life as well. But a lot of it does tend to be, I find, in that zero to seven, some stuff in the adolescence and teenage years and then also early 20s and and so on. We all have different experiences at different times that can shut us down. But the shame and guilt can be something um, even simple, like something that we wouldn't even think is traumatizing. So for an example, it could be when we're a baby or a toddler, we tend to put a lot of stuff in our mouth because this is where this is our place of pleasure and experience and exploring and getting to know different things. You put everything in your mouth. 
and then you've got parents that are here to protect you and guide you and they see you put something that you've just picked up on the floor that's probably not the best to put in your mouth and they see it and they freak out they have this like um trigger this stress response it's like ah get it out get it out yucky yucky and their response actually signals to the brain that what I was just experiencing as pleasurable and joyful is yucky, is bad, is wrong. And we pick up the message that it's wrong to feel good because we can't comprehend that oh, something's dirty or it's unsafe. We could choke like that's not the message we receive, even though that was the intention of the parent. The message that was received was I was just enjoying myself, exploring, being curious. And there's something wrong with that because of their reaction and then that becomes a belief system that tends to be strengthened every time we put something in our mouth we get that same response and it just builds the layers of this belief and then we start to fear pleasure and joy we start to fear exploration and trying different things and we start to shut down and create these layers There's also layers around feeling the fear of loss or disappointment. So some of us have experiences where we were enjoying something, we were having a pleasurable experience and then it was taken away. So an example of this is say you had your toy and you were playing with your toy very happily and then all of a sudden there's another child that's eyeing off your toy and you are demanded of to share. Oh, you got to share that toy and you don't want to share your toy but your no is not honored because now the parent feels like, well, you have to share in order to be a good child, in order to have friends, in order to be accepted. So we're the parents often project their own belief systems onto the child and this creates that programming, that conditioning that creates our core belief systems and how we perceive the world, how we show up in the world. So that's just one example of like I was playing with my thing, someone else wanted to play with it and I was really pushed to share something that I didn't want to share. So it's almost like there's that fear of losing the thing, um, of our no not being honoured, of... If I enjoy myself, it'll be taken away. Or if I really allow myself to receive, when will, when will the other shoe drop kind of thing? There could also be experiences where maybe you were really enjoying time with your mom or your dad or a family member. And then all of a sudden they became really triggered, stressed out. Um, something else happened that caused them to leave and almost create this like abandonment feeling and maybe there was an abandonment maybe there was a parent that left the home and it may not have been with the intention to abandon you but one minute you're joyfully experiencing the connection with your parent and then all of a sudden they're distracted or they're no longer there or you're no longer a priority And so there's this fear of letting people in and having that joy and that deep connection because there's that fear of losing that person. So some of us may not let anyone get close enough to hurt us kind of thing, but then we don't actually let anyone get close enough to offer 
really beautiful connections and conversation and intimacy, passion, um, and those other beauties. So it's like when we resist or push away one, we push away the other. So we might be pushing away the pain, but we push away the pleasure at the same time. And we become really numb to life. There's like this, this missing aliveness. And we can often feel that we're just going through the motions. Maybe we're feeling depressed, unfulfilled, um, not even sure what will make us happy. And we're just kind of going about our day, not really having that zest for life. There can also be a feeling of unworthiness. I don't deserve to feel good. I don't deserve to have pleasure. I don't deserve to experience joy. And this can also come from different experiences that we've had in life where we perceived something external telling us that we weren't good enough, that we weren't worthy, that we don't deserve this. And so there's a part of us that's like, well just not really able to receive and we don't have the capacity because that core belief says that we don't deserve it and if we were to receive it it would just be overwhelming we would feel guilty and we just don't allow ourselves to receive and I find often the unworthiness the not good enoughness does tend to stem from childhood of just different ways that we were treated, different things that were said, also what was kind of passed down. So if we had parents that had that core belief that they weren't good enough, we can pick up that from them. And then there's also conditioning from society and culture and religion, things that kind of tell us that we should be self-sacrificing, we should give more and it creates this just way of being and living of like I should give um, more than I receive or how could I feel joy and pleasure when there's others out there that don't get to receive that and it's almost kind of like you are looked up to or celebrated or acknowledged for being overgiving and it, we because we have this deep de- desire to belong to be accepted to have community to have connection sometimes we think that actually by pushing away our own joy and happiness and really focusing on giving to others that's how we will receive that and the last one I want to talk about is the conditioning that takes place from suppressed trauma so we did go into this a little bit but what I find is when we have so much stuff buried under the hood the trauma the pain the heartache all these things that we haven't resolved it shuts us down energetically and it gets stored in the body and it can be really hard to access states of joy and bliss and happiness because we are so contracted because we're suppressing so much of our own pain so much trauma and like I said earlier we can't suppress one without suppressing the other so if we are pushing down our pain and our trauma we are also locking up 
our joy, our pleasure, our goodness, our bliss. There can also be this fear of if I open up to joy, if I open my heart, if I open up to connection, to intimacy, whatever it is, I'll have to feel the stuff that's uncomfortable or that I don't know if I have the capacity to feel because when we open up that gate, when we open up our heart, what's going to happen is some of the stuff that's buried deep within us is going to come through as well. So it almost feels just safer to keep it all at bay and just to go through the motion. So that's another piece of like, I'm not safe to feel. I'm not safe to express. I'm not safe to receive. So safety is a massive piece here. If you desire more joy, more pleasure, more happiness, we need to create inner safety and regulate our nervous system first and foremost. And then from that place of regulation of feeling resourced and grounded, we can start to go into the layers of the pain or the trauma or the conditioning that's unresolved that may be blocking our path to joy and pleasure. And from there, we can actually start to clear away the rubble and create space for these states of bliss and ecstasy and joy and happiness and find our beautiful flow and alignment and beauty we start to see the world very differently it's like the lens we are looking through completely shifts and it's almost like taking off the glasses because we've been in the dark for so long burying our heads in the sand because there's been so much stuff that we didn't know how to deal with we didn't have the support the tools the safe space and then we begin the healing journey and we start to connect to mentors and teachers and support and coaches that are able to support us in going into those layers so we don't get overwhelmed and re-traumatized we can actually be with our pain be with our pleasure and it shifts the whole experience So what can we do to start accessing these deep states of bliss, joy, and pleasure? One thing that I would suggest is starting to really explore inner safety. And so I have a few different episodes where I have shared different practices. One that I really love is the felt sensation practice and curiosity so coming into curiosity of what am I experiencing what am I feeling and starting to rebuild that relationship with your body and with your sensations this is a really powerful way of resourcing of connecting of regulating your nervous system creating that inner safety because a lot of us don't feel safe to be in our bodies or in the world so we live up in the head so that felt sensation practice will be a really beautiful way to start reconnecting to the body and creating that inner safety for yourself the next thing i suggest is a consistent breathwork practice it could just be anywhere between two to five minutes a day it could be a little longer if you have that time and space but getting started with a regular breathwork practice can really support you to access suppressed emotions and really start to express those emotions express yourself opening up your throat and what I find this will help you with is starting to unravel some of those layers to clear that pathway that I mentioned that pathway that is going to take you to those states of joy 
What I would invite you to do third is to find someone to work with on a deeper level. So I work with clients one-on-one offering intuitive coaching and guidance, somatic experiencing, breath work to guide my clients on a deeper level into suppressed trauma and conditioning and really starting to integrate that so it no longer has power over you you take your power back and you really start to transform your life but this is something that you want to be doing with a support system with a coach with a breathwork facilitator that you feel safe to explore this with so if that is me I'm more than happy to support you and you're welcome to reach out but you may even connect to someone else but finding a coach a guide someone who can hold space for you so that you can go into those deeper layers because often what we feel is that if I go into this emotion it's going to be too much I won't survive I'll end up in this pit this hole that I can't get out of and I won't be able to handle it so when you're working with someone they can actually hold space for you support you hold your hand really support you in staying in the present moment rather than getting lost in the experience and this will really help to integrate those wounds on a much deeper level um, because you're gonna feel that sense of safety when you're being held it's also really powerful to be witnessed and to be seen to be heard to express and actually share that journey with someone like i've said many times Being in community is so, so healing. Sharing is so, so healing, so powerful. We all deeply desire connection. We are wired for connection. This is like the air that we breathe. We need connection in order to thrive in life. We don't want to do this journey alone. It can be really challenging at times, really overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff that a lot of us are carrying with us. It is not a journey that we do alone. So definitely reach out to someone that you resonate with and get the support you need you'll also find that by working with someone that has walked that path you will get there so much faster and smoother so just to recap number one start working with the felt sensation connecting to your body creating that inner safety number two breathwork practice start peeling away those layers integrating those wounds it will also bring awareness around what is buried within and through awareness we actually can take our power back and do something about it number three connect with someone that you feel safe to work with a coach a facilitator that can support you on this journey sending you so much love thank you for being here I do have a webinar coming up where I'm actually going to go deeper into all of this, the creating safety, self-expression, how to really heal those wounds and start to align yourself to the life that you truly desire for yourself. So if that resonates for you, I invite you to come and join me. It's going to be epic. Um, I'm going to be supporting you and really just guiding you on an incredible journey it's on june 1st at 1 p.m new zealand daylight time if you can't join the live call there will be a replay so i will put the link below this episode for you to get registered so you get access to the zoom link for the live call as well as the replay if you want to 
have some guidance with the felt sensation practice with the daily breathwork practice, head on over to my app, Raw Embodiment, and there is both of those practices there where you can actually be guided on that, plus some other practices to support you on your journey. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. I am so grateful for you, for your time, and for allowing me to serve you. Doing your inner work is so important. It creates a ripple effect that will support those around you. And together, we rise. If you are loving this content, I invite you to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. And please leave a five-star review to help me get this powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you have any questions, email me at info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.